Hello, and welcome to Drive Time, Thrive Time for Divorce Moms with me, Erin Breeze, your host, your co-pilot on this road of life after divorce. I'm so pleased that you are tuning in, and this is all about bringing you a little added inspiration, insight, intention on your own journey, and I'm really happy that you're here. I know this is a challenging it's a challenging path, let's be honest. There's some big boulders we've got to climb. There's some detours, <laughs> to use our road metaphor, that we, um, you know, sometimes you might even end up, feel like we drove down a road we, you know, got stuck down, <laughs> where it became a dead end, we didn't realize. And we just, you know, we have to turn around. And we can always get back on our path. And I, I, want to begin today with reminding you that wherever you are is exactly where you're meant to be. And sometimes that can be hard to accept or agree with. I'd love for you to just check in with, with that for a moment. And let's just kind of breathe that in. I am exactly where I'm meant to be. And breathe out anything that is feeling like it's in resistance, right? And breathe in a sense of, all right, it's okay. (laughs) Even if things feel really hard, I'm capable, I'm strong, I'm resilient, I'm resourced. I have, I'm not alone. I have community. And breathe out anything again that feels like it's in opposition or constricting. And you might even like to notice as you're breathing and just keep taking, if you haven't today, or this week, (laughs) taking some time to breathe, just reminding us how important it is to do that. And especially if we're feeling frenzied or in overwhelm, we wanna start there. It's really so simple, but so powerful. We just wanna breathe. And so notice where you might be holding some tension, can breathe extra awareness and love there. And really just take time to to reconnect you know we can't think our most powerfully our most clearly our most creatively we can't access some of the innovation and um, creativity that is within you we can't always access well we can't access that very well when we're not grounded not centered so we can always take time when we feel frenzied or hurried or frustrated or triggered and activated to first breathe because the most important first thing is to shift out of that state so that we can get back online. And this can take, you know, sometimes it's amazing. We just notice like even now, just even talking about breath and taking a few deeper breaths myself, I feel more calm. So sometimes it doesn't take long at all. Other times, yeah, we might, we might need to breathe for longer. We might need to do some of our other things. You know, with my clients, I talk about having our own recipe, our own recipe for what to do when we're triggered or activated. And that recipe needs to also be examined and updated. You know, some of the things that worked for us last season might not be available in the same way, you know, as the weather changes, as the time of day changes or the light, you know, with, um, with our shorter days changes, like some of the things on our own recipe for what we do for self-care and to, to reground when we're activated, just, we need to keep checking in. Is it working? Is my, for, with clients, we do journaling as part of our daily practice. Like, is that 
working? Am I doing it? Am I doing it consistently? Is my, am I doing my breath work? Am I doing my movement? What is, what is working? And am I doing it and doing it consistently? And if I'm not feeling grounded and powerful, we definitely want to check in and notice, am I doing my daily practice consistently? Because often we're not. <laughs> and then we get into a place where we feel like, oh, I don't have time for that, right? Which is really a product of already feeling um, stressed and strained. And I promise when we're not feeling like we have time for our daily practice is especially the time when we want to take time. And I get it. If you can't do it every morning, you know, I do recommend that we start our day with alignment practices. We can't always do that. So do it when you can. The consistency is more important than the time of day. Then once you're consistent, you might find that you've created some room where you can get back into doing things in the morning. But make sure that you're looking at am I consistently doing it because the last two episodes we've been talking about how to cope with the other person in our child's life or children's lives and we will do better at coping when we are grounded and we will have better thoughts and therefore feelings about our situation and what's possible and how to improve things that aren't the way that we want them to be when we are coming from a place that is grounded and so if you tuned in yesterday for episode 10, I <laughs> I had one of those moments where I, I forgot, I couldn't remember what my element five. So we've been exploring five elements. Episode eight, we did, I might even be getting the, wrong, the, the numbers wrong. I need to double check my numbers. But the first of this three-part series was the first two elements, then we did the second two, and today is mystery number five because... I couldn't read my notes. This is one of the hazards of driving while recording and having a little podcast car cast is that, yeah, I, um, I sometimes can't read my notes and I, and you know, I want to drive safely and all that good stuff. So, um, so yesterday, so we did the four, I'm not going to get into those four, go back to do part one and part two. If you are, if you missed those today is this mystery element five and what I want to encourage you to do with this, with this last element of exploring how to cope is what is the, is to, is to spend some time journaling with this question. What is the, the next better version of this dynamic? Okay. What is the next better? What would that look like? What do you, because what we want to do is really get clear on the, the next iteration. What would be better? What is accessible? How, and then that it's a two-part prompt. What would be the next better? And then what can I do? Okay. What can I do to facilitate that? And sometimes we find that it, we, we have a lot of sort of um, clarity that the other person or people are in the wrong, right? And that can feel really power-filled because we feel like we, we can see it. We can see all the things that they're doing wrong. And I want to encourage you that if that, that that's normal, especially if we're frustrated with people or frustrated with how they're showing up or what they're doing, etc. But that's not where your power lies, okay, in, in, in noticing all the wrongs. We, we definitely want to notice things that we, to give us information for how we're going to improve a situation and take action and all the things. But right now what I'm really asking you to sit and lean into is what would the next better? So we're not, sometimes I notice with clients, like we have an ideal. We wish that we had, that our co-parent, that our ex 
found a new partner that was a different partner, okay? We wish that the whole situation was different. We wish that they were all kinds of different ways. Or we wish the situation felt very differently. But it's so, we're kind of focused on a, a fantasy that isn't what is. And it actually creates more stress. Because it's the leap to get to this either we're like an impossible thing. It's a, by impossible, I mean, if we wish that they just had a completely different other person, well, we're not ever going to have that happen. It like, we're not in control of that. Right. So then we're sort of putting ourselves in this, in this mental frustration of opposition, right? Which is not a fun place to be in day in and day out. So that's why I want you focusing on what's the next better from where you are now. Because if you're focused on wanting it to be completely different in certain ways that you have no control over, like this other person in your child's life being a different person, right? You're just setting yourself up for extra frustration, which ripples out into all areas of your life, okay? These are too big of um, the proximity, the impact that this that your ex and their new partner can potentially have in your life if you allow it is too big to live in frustration. Meaning you have to be confronted all the time because you have a child together. So we don't wanna live in frustration or opposition. And that takes some work for us. So this two part, this is the fifth element that we're exploring. And really, again, we're taking an interview on this. What, where, where can I shift my own understanding of my relationship to the situation? Because that's where our power lies in really being able to move closer to the peace, the joy, the freedom that we want to live in our lives. And so with this fifth part, the first part of the prompt is what, how could it be better? Okay. What's the next version that's a little bit better? And the second part is, and what can I do? to facilitate that, to, to make that, to get us closer. Okay. What can I do? There's always something in our own power to do. And this was, um, you know, this is a time where I love, I'm sure I'm guessing most of you are familiar with the four agreements and it's such a great time to remember those. And that four agreements, it's, it comes from a book, Don Miguel Ruiz. And I highly recommend, it's just such a great, they're such great, simple, and not easy, but simple. And I'm going to remind you of them right now because I'd love for this to be part of your orientation as you're thinking about what can I do? As you're thinking about this two-part, what could be the next iteration better of the situation with this other person or people? And I do want you to be thinking about the other, the new, the new parent or the new partner and your ex as a unit also, okay? Because they really are a unit in how you're oriented to them in the role that they play in your life, okay? If they are coupled up, they're now a unit that, that is a part of how you, part of how you're learning in this human school, okay? Because they're here in your life and you're always exactly where you're meant to be, getting the lessons that you're here for you. So we wanna keep asking, what is this bringing me, okay? And so the four, the first of the four agreements is to be impeccable with your word. So I really want you, as you're thinking about how can the situation be a little bit better and how, what can I do to be thinking of like, are the words I'm choosing always in everybody's highest, like, are they coming from my highest self? Do they, are they oriented toward the best possible outcome for everybody? Are they kind and compassionate? Are they my best self? And not 
only the words that you're saying. I want you to really consider the words that you're saying to other people. Like, I mean, not only the words you're saying directly to them in texts or emails or in communication, depending on how you're communicating with them. I also want you to scan and, and evaluate how are you speaking about her, him, them, to others in your life. Because a lot of times we're spending quite a bit of time using words that are not loving or powerful or constructive in how we vent or, you know, give, like, discuss the situation to others in our lives. And we want to really look at that. Every conversation that you're having about the situation is an opportunity for you to see where you are and to improve if there's room for improvement. Be impeccable with your word, okay? And some of that, like, we just, we really want to look at that. This is also like maybe how you're talking about the situation to a therapist or to a coach or to your, you know, a friend or whoever. Just really looking at that because often there's room for us to improve on that. Of course, I also want you to consider like how, what are you, how impeccable are you being in how you're speaking directly to them? Is it being as constructive as possible? Um, sometimes I'll talk to clients who have a whole, you know, explosive sort of explanation of all the wrongs, right? That the, that the new couple, their ex and their new partner have done. But when we start to dig, there are some places where in text or in other communication, there were some judgments or some, you know, some, some angstiness, some communication that wasn't helpful to their own situation. So we just want to be, and again, always from a place of love of ourselves, like this is hard work. Okay. So it's not about judging. We are, none of us are perfect at this. Um, but we just want to go looking there. So I really enjoy using the four agreements as a like way of looking at like, okay, where, how am I showing up? Because again, this fifth element in how to cope with this other person is to look at what is my ideal here of a next better, right? My next better iteration of this dynamic. And then what can I do? What can I personally do to move closer to that? Okay. Another agreement, because I can't remember exactly the order. I'm going to tell you all four. This next one is so important. Don't take things personally. Don't take things personally. We, we take it so personally, okay? And, and it makes sense. It's personal. Like the, the, the space is personal. The, and the, the space meaning it's family dynamics. It's our former partner. We have history. We have, it's our kids. Like we, it is a personal space. But just because it's in a personal space in that way, we don't have to take it personally, all right? My ex and his new wife and I do not see eye to eye on parenting in certain big ways. I don't take it personally, all right? In one of my earlier episodes, I talk about like who's in your world and who's not in your world. And I don't mean it in a way that's like judgy or oppositional when I say that in, in many ways, we are not in the same world they as a couple and their view and my view like we're just we we see we live in very different worlds we see the world very differently and that is okay we're all on our own path and have different ways of approaching and living in our worlds so i'm going to recognize how differently our worlds are i don't then need to take personally views that they have that conflict with mine. We don't have to agree. This is one of the, we're going to agree to disagree. We still have to do our very best, all of us, to constructively parent because we're impacting these two amazing girls, our daughters. So 
I want to encourage you to notice where am I taking things personally, okay? Because that is beautiful space for you to clear and shift and go, oh, I don't have to do that. I don't have to take it personally. They can disagree all they want. I can disagree with them. Like we, nobody has to take this personally, okay? So that's such a wonderful agreement to remember. Um, that's number two, or at least the number two for how we're talking about it today. The third is, and this is another huge one when it comes to how we cope with the new person and our former partner is not making assumptions. So number three of the four agreements that we're exploring, this is um, from Don Miguel Ruiz's Four Agreements. It's a wonderful book. And these are wonderful agreements to live by. Don't make assumptions. Please don't make assumptions. Notice where are you making assumptions, okay? Because Again, it's human nature to do that. You're not unusual to do that. Of course, we're all doing it all day long. We just wanna be noticing where we're doing it because it's unhelpful. So if we notice that we're in a place of making assumptions, that gives us helpful information to go, huh, all right, what do I need? How do I get more information so that I'm getting clarity on these things? Um, so that I'm not doing that the best that I can. And sometimes we, we make all kinds of assumptions, right? Of how people think, why people do what they do, why people said what they said, um, all of it. So we really, we want to look at in our own selves, like where am I making assumptions that could possibly be setting me up then to have interpretations and misunderstandings and just feelings that aren't helpful aren't supportive of what I really want, which is an improved dynamic, an improved situation for myself, okay? And then the last one is to always do your best, right? Which is, again, like, so simple, not always easy, because we're human, and we get upset, we get triggered, we get all the things, we also just get tired, and my goodness, Lady, like, I was going to say ladies, I think most of us are ladies listening in, and we've been through a lot, ladies, this last few years. This has been a lot of, a lot on our plates, okay? So it's not always, like, doing our best is hard some days, okay? And what, what I want to incorporate that in what we're talking about is, like, you know if you're doing your best or you're not doing your best, right? You know when you kind of reacted or said something that wasn't what wasn't your best okay and all we're all I'm asking is that we keep noticing so we can do better right and what as we get to know better we do better um I'm trying to think of my Angelou's wonderful quote I think it's just that like when you know better do better right so we're not judging ourselves for not knowing better we're just going to keep wanting to do better I will find the exact quote and pop it into the show notes for today along with um, a link to the four agreements so that you can read more about that but I want to encourage you to just be kind to yourself but also you got to show up and do your best like this is probably the most complicated interpersonal dynamic that humans can have can work on (laughs) Honestly, like this is serious conflict transformation, (laughs) master's level, PhD level at times dynamics that we are working through in our most intimate space of our home and our relationship with our children. Okay, so this is not easy. So I just want to remind you, like, be compassionate with yourself. This is not easy. This takes like 
This is, again, PhD level in terms of complexity, okay? Not everybody has to deal with this, and you do, because it's here. And so it's not about wishing we didn't have to. That would be the easy way out. The human journey has all kinds of things in it that we sometimes wish we could opt out of, like no thank you with that illness, or no thank you that situation, or whatever it is, right? That's not how it works. And we just, we gotta embrace what's here for us, Embrace our divorce as a divine disruption. We got to get complete, do that work of celebrating our marriage as complete so that we can do our best in this and really honor that, all right, it is what's here. So there are really powerful things for us to grow and learn and, and benefit from here if we're willing to look at it from that, okay? So again, today's episode, this was the bonus part three with the fifth element, the mystery element from yesterday related to how to cope. And, you know, this might not have been totally satisfactory because this was a really all of this is about our own inner work, right? Sometimes we want to just focus on, well, but really this other person is doing these wrong things, right? And my approach is to always start with what is coming up within us and how do we learn from that? Because that is where we have the most power to then think creatively, innovatively, compassionately, and and interact from that powerful place. So I am so happy that you are tuning in. I hope that this brings you some additional insight for yourself on your relationship right now with this other person and your former partner and if you would like some help with this please know like you're not meant to go this alone to do this alone we all do better and can go further faster when we have support have people helping us see those those proverbial and literal in my case in the car blind spots as i round a corner here right like we need help to see we need we need those mirrors positioned in just the right place. And, um, and and people can help be that for us, all right? So if you would like some help on your road of life after divorce, um, in the show notes there are many ways to connect with me. We also have an upcoming first ever virtual retreat. I'm super excited about it. And you'll have live access to me all weekend. We'll have group sessions. You also will have one-on-one access to me. It's going to be a really powerful way to get complete. So we're going to be going through my Celebrate Your Marriage is Complete process together as a community. Really special invitation only. You'll apply. You'll go through a process with me so I can get to know you leading up to the retreat. And it's November 2nd through 14th. I can't wait Um, and would love to have you be in this community with us. So again, in the show notes, you'll have all of that information so that you can connect with me. And I just wish you a beautiful, beautiful day. It is quite sunny and bright here in Long Beach, California. I'm just a few blocks from picking up Harper, my oldest, and getting her to eighth grade. And so until tomorrow, sending you so much love and sunshine. Have a beautiful day.